Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in, episode 162, What's Right with Nick Wright. Please subscribe on YouTube, uh, click the like button, do all of that as we continue to try to climb up the YouTube charts. Also, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe there as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Starbucks, ready to drink coffee. Tune in to the moments that matter with the uplifting boost of Starbucks Mocha Frappuccino Chilled coffee drink available now online or wherever you buy your groceries as i take a quick sip we have a special surprise for you today we will unveil that surprise in a moment not quite yet but before we do that i must tell you what missed the cut on today's show here's what did not make the cut for today's show Kyrie. Doing wide receiver drills. I can't wait for the tweet saying, you know, Kyrie is the most skilled football player of all time as well. Also, Cleveland defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz says, we will lead the league in badassery. That is not an advanced metric. And Big Poppy drops a $100,000 necklace in a sewer. I am being told it was then recovered by hotel staff. That is good. That would be devastating. So, longtime viewers of this show know it initially was me and my oldest, Demonze. When Demonze moved to LA, he took a temporary leave of absence for the show and re- was replaced by my middle child, Diora, who has done a wonderful job. Diora has since graduated from high school and will be joining us throughout the summer until she goes off to college in California. However, We have had two other guests on the show, guest co-hosts. One was Lil Wayne, and the other was my youngest, Deanna, who did this once right around a year ago this week, because it was right around her brother's birthday, which is coming up. Well, today, Diora was otherwise occupied. I did not want to do the show by myself. Deanna said, you know what, Dad? I'll fill in. So, Anna Bear, good to see you, my love. What are we starting with today? Okay. Right after our last show, the Warriors traded Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. Yep. Did Golden State find the fresh shirt they needed, or did they just trade their best young player for another guy mm-hmm. Draymond does not get along with? Well, I think both are true. So, uh, listen... 
They had to get off Jordan Poole. And it's not just because he was unplayable in the postseason, but it's also because, and Zach Lowe, to his credit, made this point a month ago, and I think it was a very smart one. They are going to ask Draymond Green, I don't know if it's necessarily to take a pay cut, but they don't want to give Draymond Green four years $120 million. Why is that a noteworthy figure? That is the amount of money that Jordan Poole's contract was for. And so you can't ask Draymond Green to take less than... You can't be doing that, Deanna. You can't be. It's too early in the show to be making fun of me. It's distracting. We gotta, we're got we doing hardcore sports talk right now. If you're watching on YouTube, she was already mocking me. You can't ask Draymond Green to take less than four years 120 if Jordan Poole's on the team. So Jordan Poole had to be moved. Also, if you listen to Cameron and Mace's show, what they reported that Jordan Poole was saying to Draymond Green doesn't give him license to have punched him, but he hit him with some zingers, including why is your handle money green if you're broke, and so on and so forth. So that relationship was torched from the beginning. So it is odd that they are bringing in Chris Paul in order to move off Jordan Poole But Chris Paul obviously has a bit of a tortured relationship with the Warriors. Not just three years ago when Draymond went on Stack's show, Steven Jackson's show, and said, I don't like Chris Paul. But as recently as this season, when Steph Curry said to Chris Paul, it ain't 2014 anymore. So why did they do this? Well, there's the basketball reason, and then there's the financial reason. The basketball reason is this Warriors team was not able to function when Steph Curry went to the bench. So now you have one of the best pure point guards of all time. He can fill in those minutes. So that makes sense. The non-basketball reason is a financial reason. They wanted to move off Jordan Poole's money without tying themselves to long-term money because if it was purely give us the best team possible for next season you know who they pretty clearly could have gotten it would appear Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal went to the Suns for Chris Paul and pick swaps and second rounders they then traded Chris Paul to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. You could have cut out the middleman there and orchestrated a Jordan Poole-Bradley Beal trade. And I understand that Beal maybe wanted the Suns. He had a no-trade clause. I get that part of it. But I, I at least think that would have been plausible. You certainly could have gotten John Collins. You certainly... There are other guys that were available that I think would have potentially helped the Warriors more. What those guys didn't have was a contract that expires after this year and with the very onerous new collective bargaining agreement for the super high spending teams, the Warriors needed to get off Jordan Poole's money without adding long-term commitments, but also 
with keeping this window open at least for right now. What does this mean for Draymond? I think he's going to get a contract extension. I, d I don't buy that he's going to the Kings. I do buy that his agent, Rich Paul, will leverage the fact that the Kings have salary cap space now as a way to drive the price up for the Warriors on Draymond. But it looks like it's going to be around three years, around $90 million for Draymond Green as they try to win one more title with the Draymond Steph Clay core. Now, last point on this, which is Chris Paul, everybody thinks Chris Paul is going to be coming off the bench. And I understand why they think that because if you have Steph Clay Wiggins Draymond as have to start, you're not going to have Draymond be your biggest guy. So Looney will be the other starter and then Chris comes off the bench. Chris Paul started his entire high school career, his entire college career, except for the game he was suspended for the first half for punching Julius Hodge in the groin, and has played 1,363 NBA games. He has started all of them. So we are now asking Chris Paul to come off the bench to play very limited minutes, which I think is good for him, and to essentially lay down his sword in the Steph rivalry. It's asking a lot of Chris Paul. We'll see how good he is with it. Right now, everyone is saying the right things, but we'll see. Deanna, you have a follow-up? Yeah. Uh, are you sure you're done? Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, the follow-up question is, how will it change CP3's legacy if he wins a ring as a sixth man? So, well, here's the thing. It helps it, but it's not, um, it, it is, this is complicated. So, like, Jason Kidd, when he won his ring with Dallas, was a starter, but was obviously a lesser player. Gary Payton, when he won his ring with the Heat, was not a starter and was a far lesser player. The best thing for Chris Paul, obviously, would have been if they won that finals against the Bucks. I felt he was the best player on that team. He got MVP votes that year. I thought he was league MVP that year. And this is a different situation. So it is not... I actually don't think it is a massive switch the way, you know, Jokic going from a guy without a ring to winning the ring did, obviously. Even trying to think of another example of someone who who late in their, you know, this would be more noteworthy than Dwight's ring that he won with the Lakers, but it would not be the, I don't know how to put this, this is going to sound petty, but it would not be the exact way Chris wanted to win a ring. But my, listen, two years ago, Chris Paul led the league in assists. Last year, he was top five in assists. He still is clearly, when on the court, a very good player. What The reason I think this could be good for him is it gives him such a better chance to be healthy in the postseason because his minutes are going to be so down in the regular season. That is assuming he's good with that role. But it is a risky move by Golden State, but it is one that... 
cleans up their books considerably, and that admits the Jordan Poole Draymond thing that Warrior fans were so annoyed with me last year because I kept harping on the fact that that broke the team before the season even started, it is them admitting, yeah, it was not a tenable situation. All right, next, Deanna. Uh, We're on Damian Lillard. Go ahead. Yep. um, Okay, go ahead. You say Dame is is getting traded to Miami in the next few days. Yeah. Would a Dame-Jimmy duo be enough to win a title? So, I think it absolutely would. Also, it should be noted that last night, it was reported that Joe Cronin, or it wasn't reported, Joe Cronin said, after meeting with Dame, our goal is, you know, to build a championship team around him. That's not possible. If Joe Cronin truly believes that, then he's not then he's not equipped for the job. I, I happen to believe... He is just saying that and that they are still going to trade Damian Lillard. This is, these are diametrically opposed things. Keeping Damian Lillard at this point with the lack of cap flexibility and with the age of their other potential future stars, they can't build a champion with 33-year-old Damian Lillard with four years, $213 million left on his deal. So everyone right now is saying that. I don't think that is actually happening. And I don't think it should take Dame demanding a trade for the Blazers to do the right thing for their franchise. That Now, they can try to thread the needle on not knifing Dame in the back and sending him somewhere he doesn't want to be. He has made it clear he would be fine with Miami. Miami can, and I've shown you guys the trade, trade Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Nikola Jovic, Jacquez Jr., who they just traded for the 18, or they just drafted with the 18th overall pick, and two future firsts. That's a decent haul for a six foot two inch, thirty three year old with an average of fifty two million dollars a year, fifty three million dollars a year left on his contract for four more years, and then you build around Scoot, Shaden Sharp, Simons, I suppose, and those picks and young players. That's what you do. And now, would a Dame Jimmy duo be enough to win the title? You bet your ass it would be. Sorry, Deanna. Um. A Dame-Jimmy duo, the, the the Miami Heat, since Jimmy got to Miami, lead the NBA in playoff victories. The Miami Heat, since Dame got to Miami, I'm sorry, since Jimmy got to Miami, lead the NBA in finals appearances. The Miami Heat, since da- Jimmy got to Miami, lead the NBA in conference finals appearances. They are not miles away. They have been more successful since Jimmy got there than any team in the league other than the four teams that won titles. The Lakers, the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Nuggets. And by the way, they have been more consistent than any of those teams. But those teams obviously have been more successful because those teams have won the title. But Damian Lillard is the exact type of player they need. 
a dead-eye shooter, shot maker, dominant scorer. And the Heat are the exact type of team Dame needs, which a team built of solid defenders that can offset his limitations on that end. It just makes sense. And a trio of Bam, Jimmy, and Dame might not be the most talented trio in basketball, but a trio of those three fit together as well as any trio in the East, and I think any trio in the West outside of the one in Denver, which just won the title with Jokic, Jamal, and I think their third best guy is Aaron Gordon. So to me, this is a trade that makes sense for Portland, and it makes sense for Dame, and Dame doesn't have a no-trade clause, and because of that, the Portland Trailblazers need to be the adults in the room and decide that this is what is right for their franchise, and they need to turn the page. And even if Dame is not demanding it, it shouldn't take Dame demanding it for it to be what they do. All right, Deanna, what's next here? Huh. Yeah. Go ahead. On TV, yep. you said the Bills have the most You're skipping one. Let's do the Wimby one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Don't worry about it. You said that on TV, Wimby yeah. would be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks you're way too low on him. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is this level of hype going to be good or bad for him? Uh, so here's, the, here's what I find so interesting about where we are with Wimby. Because you're exactly right. I said on TV that I thought he would be an above average number one pick. Yes, you did. Which means he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It mm -hmm. means he'll probably win a league MVP. And of all the people talking about him on television, I'm probably the lowest on him. What? That's crazy. That That is an, an expectate... If he, if he becomes a rich man's... Anthony Davis, people are going to be disappointed by him. That is unfair. Yes. And I'm not going to freak out about him missing those shots in the warm-ups yeah. that everybody saw. And the reason I'm not going to freak out about it is because I already knew he's not a good shooter. And that's where I think the media has done a disservice Defense. to the fans. The media has done a disservice to the fans because they have presented him as if he is this seven foot five kid that is a dead eye shooter. He is not. Now he has good form and he shoots well from the free throw line, which gives you optimism. He could become a very good shooter. I'm sorry to interrupt. He's yeah. seven foot five. Yeah, that's why everybody loves him. What? Yeah, he's seven foot five. Who? The, Victor Wimbenyama, this 19-year-old French kid. That's why he's the number one pick of the draft, and that's why everyone loves him. What's he on? Is he college? Well, no, he's from France. He just got drafted by the Spurs. What, what team's he on? No, he's going to be on the Spurs. But he didn't play in college. The Spurs he played for? in France. San Antonio. Um, so, 
he he has some of the building blocks that you feel could make him a good shooter. But two years ago for his team, he shot 28% from three, and last year he shot 27% from three. And so this idea that, well, he can shoot over everybody. He's always been able to shoot over everybody. He has not been a good range shooter. Now, do I think he'll improve? Of course I think he'll improve. Scoot is not a good range shooter either, and Scoot's a foot plus shorter than him. I get that. But people are not calling Scoot Henderson a guy that's going to be league MVP in three years. The greatest prospect in American sports history. And it is... I I made this point on the podcast last week. I'm going to make it again. The most... He is receiving more hype than any player we've seen since LeBron. Mm -hmm. And even though LeBron handled it as well as anyone we've ever seen handle that level of hype, it got to him in those 2011 finals. You could see and feel it crushing him. And we're setting Wimby up for something similar. And... The fact that I could go on TV and say, I think his rookie year, he'll average 19 points, 8 rebounds, and lead the league in blocks, and people say, I'm too low on him, is all the evidence you need that we've gone crazy on the expectation for this kid. Wilds on TV said he thinks he's going to duplicate Shaq's rookie season. I strongly disagree with that. Shaq had a year of college basketball, and Shaq's body was NBA ready. So I just, I'm excited to watch him, but I really hope that we're fair to this kid because it does not feel to me like we are going to be. And that is going to put a burden on him that is unrealistic. The best guy straight out of college ever, or straight into the league, was Kareem. But Kareem had four years at UCLA. Duncan would be next, probably. He had four years at Wake Forest. Shaq and LeBron would be Bird and Magic, obviously, as well. But Bird had four years at college. Magic only had one, so I guess maybe that's the that's the hope. But Magic had an NBA body. And I know that Wimby has, the, you know, he's going to be the tallest player in the league. And I think defensively, he will instantly be dominant. I do believe that. But offensively, he's a work in progress, and I think people need to prepare themselves for it. All right, last, Deanna, go ahead. We're on the AFC East. Go ahead. I, I, I know we're on. Okay, well, last last time you didn't. You started this one okay. and you did the Wimby thing. Or, so, uh, something ahead. keeps popping up on my iPad that says undo trash, so leave me alone. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, On TV, you said the Bills have the most pressure on them this year. Yeah. Broussard yeah. said it was the Jets. Yep. Which AFC East team is most likely to be playing for a championship? And which one is most likely to be looking for a new quarterback? Don't take a long time this time because each 
each response has been taking about seven minutes. Okay, you're so. right. I mean, we are now we are now in overtime. So I do not feel off. like there is this. There is overwhelming pressure on the Jets to not be a disaster. But if the Jets go twelve and five, win the division, and lose in the AFC Championship game, it is the second most successful season in the history of their franchise. It's a great year. Oh. If the Bills do that exact thing, it's a disappointment. And so there is inherently more pressure on Buffalo than anyone. There is real concern that the Bills missed their window. And now that window can reopen at some point but that their best chance to win was the 2020 or 2021 seasons. And in 2020, the Chiefs dog-walked them in the AFC title game. In 2021, they blew a lead to the Chiefs in round two. And then last year, they were the most hyped non-Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion I've ever seen. And they got blown out in a round two home playoff game. After almost losing to a third-string quarterback in Miami, and so it there is, and then there's the whole Diggs Allen drama, and the fact that Sean McDermott is going to be head coach and defensive coordinator this year. There's a lot riding on this season in Buffalo, and so if I were to talk about the teams under the most pressure to improve on where they were last year. Yes, the Jets are under massive pressure to improve. But to win a championship, I think there is no one under more pressure than Buffalo. What are you doing, Deanna? What are you doing? Talk. Oh, you're saying I went too long? All right, take a quick break. Come back, play a game. What's right? With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So, what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring 
with Factor. Hey, welcome back in. And guys, let me tell you something. So, my life moves fast, as you guys probably know. I've got two shows. I've got kids, you know, some of which are all of which you've gotten to know over the course of the podcast. And some days I'm dragging and I could use a pick-me-up. Starbucks, ready to drink coffee, delivers that uplifting boost that helps you tune into the moments that matter wherever you are. Bless you, baby. Bottled Frappuccino chilled coffee drink is inspired by Starbucks Cafe favorites and comes in four delicious flavors. Mocha, vanilla, caramel, which I'm drinking right now, and coffee flavored, of course. I like to start my day with some type of coffee, especially when I'm recording a new episode of What's Right. My go-to is Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee for that uplifting boost I need to conquer the day. And there's a wide range of Starbucks ready-to-drink coffee drinks, whether you want to grab one of the Starbucks Frappuccino chilled coffee drinks like this one or a nitro cold brew. There's so many good choices for whatever mood you're in. Starbucks coffee, ready for right now, shop the full lineup online or in stores wherever you buy your groceries. All right, this is episode 162. It's time for a game. Hold on. But I should remind you guys, you guys can, in the chat on YouTube, uh, write in questions or comments if you for our C block or our segment after this, I or Deanna will answer the questions. You can ask questions for Deanna that I will ask her. You can ask her questions if you'd like, or you can keep it just to sports and ask me stuff. Deanna, how do you think you did that first segment? I think I did really good. I think that you have to, I think that you have to minimize the talking. Well, that's literally the purpose of the show. No, but I, you went a lot over time and that took a, a lot of time away from this segment. Well, the show, we can go as long as we want. But did it take a lot of time away from this segment, or do you feel it took time away from when you could be talking? No, I didn't say that. But is, you seem to be, do you feel like you got enough time to talk in that segment, or you should have had a little more? I think I should have had more. You wouldn't let me say anything, because when I was trying to say something, you... Yeah, well, that's, yeah, because, you know, you're not as... Uh, you didn't know who Victor Winbanyama was. So how could you be? You were shocked. You were seven foot five. Top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So was sissy. Yeah. So that's and so she under. Listen, that's that's fine. I think Deanna, I'll give you on a scale of one to ten, I'll give you an eight point two for that segment. Pretty good. Pretty okay, good. okay, you're gonna get more embarrassed this saying because you gave me an eight point two. Okay, that's fine. That. What game are we playing? We are playing Raidens. Okay. Go ahead. Kevin Durant. Look at, the, look at the screen. It's me as a kid, Demonze as a teacher. <laughs> I like that. All right, go ahead. What's the question, Deanna? I want everybody to focus on that picture and remember it. Take oh. a screenshot with your phone. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Kevin Durant joined a Twitter space over the weekend called Kevin Durant is not top five, five to debate a bunch of fans. Yep. You're Katie's social media manager. Yeah. Your advice is to... Change nothing. At this point, ever since Durant got rid of the burners and has just fully embraced the fact that he is super online and will argue with randoms and join some Joker's Twitter space to argue that he is top five, I love it. I mean, I, I think he is... He has become one of the more 
authentic superstars we have in all of sports. Also, I all I I I didn't I didn't live tune into this space, but I saw some of the clips that were floating around Twitter. I love the fact that Durant immediately gets these guys to lay down their swords. I love the fact that these guys fold their hands the moment he pushes back on them. Now, can you make a strong argument that KD's not top five? Of course you can at this point in his career. Because guys that we... Jokic and Giannis are unquestionably better than him. It's just no, undeniable. It is hard to argue right now that he is better than Steph. Now we're at three. And then there is the tricky question of, is he even better than Devin Booker? I think so. That's his teammate. Others would say no. Is he better than LeBron? I don't think so. And you can be like, oh, LeBron's hurt all the time. LeBron plays more than Durant. Is he better than Luka? That's at least an argument. Jason Tatum. Well, the last time they played in the playoff series, Tatum's team swept him. So, listen, do I think Durant's, and I didn't even mention Embiid, because Embiid right now, despite winning MVP, stock is, you know, taking a massive hit because of the playoffs. Do I think Durant's top five? I do, actually. I think currently the five guys you would most want in a playoff series are, and I'm not ranking them in order, but the five are Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Durant, and LeBron. But you can make an argument he's outside of that group, but these guys were making it, then Durant pushed back on them, and they 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 just immediately were like, okay, Katie, what's up, Deanna? You wanted to say something. Uh, you, you sort of sort of took what I was going to say, but I'm going yeah, to sort of finish it. Yeah. The top five, I agree with you. Yeah. But can I rank them? Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. I think... LeBron is first sometimes. Sure, sometimes, but he can't do it all the time anymore, but go ahead. That's yeah. why I said sometimes. Yeah, that's a good... Okay, number two. <laughs> number two, would I would think, is either Jokic mm-hmm. or Steph. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's two, three. And then there's Giannis and Durant. And then I think it would be Giannis and then Kevin Durant. I gotta say, that's not a bad ranking, Deanna. I, I think you're underrating Giannis a bit, um, but that's not a bad ranking. That's pretty good. And I like the fact that I've instilled in you to put LeBron number one no matter what. Um, all right, Deanna, what's next? Uh, okay, next, some of the best mm-hmm. in college basketball players, players in college basketball. <laughs> went undrafted. Yeah. Kevin Dur- in- including including the mm-hmm. national player of the year mm-hmm. and the final four's most outstanding player mm-hmm. to fix college basketball mm-hmm. NCAA must do nothing guys it's okay that you these can are say very- nothing to everything no I the oh well I understand said I said change nothing and then nothing I don't it's okay that what makes someone a great college basketball player is not necessarily what the NBA is looking for. It's okay that it's different skill sets. And it's okay that a player like Drew Timmy 
can be awesome in college basketball and not looked at as a great future pro. We're used to that in college football. We're used to guys being potentially great college quarterbacks who we don't think are going to be pro quarterbacks at all. I mean, it's 30 years ago, but a guy in Charlie Ward won the Heisman Trophy playing college quarterback and then had to go play basketball because no one in the NFL wanted him to play quarterback. Now, so I don't look at that as the problem with college basketball. The problem with college basketball is, it. I don't want to say the problem. What I think college basketball needs to figure out is how to make sure the majority of guys who are playing college basketball want to play college basketball and are not simply using it as a vehicle to get to the NBA and then you can have more teams that stay stick around together for two, three, four years. You get to know them and you can have great college teams once again. The, the forcing guys to go to college via the one and done rule I think has had the opposite effect that people hoped it would have on the college game because yeah, you are getting more talent in the college game, but it's there for such a short period of time. There's no continuity. You can't have long-standing rivalries, all of that stuff. That So if we had more Drew Timmies, guys that are not going to be necessarily NBA players at all, but you get to know them over the course of their college career, that would be good for college basketball. But it is not an inherent problem that great college players are not necessarily sought after in the NBA draft. All right, next, Deanna. Next thing is... The Dennis Rodman question. Uh, uh, oh, you knew. Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. said if Larry Bird played today, he'd be in Europe. Mm-hmm. And that Jokic is way better than Bird was. Mm-hmm. Your defense of Rodman is, I'm going to guess nothing, but like... No, my defense of Rodman is he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. It's just, it's undeniable how dumb this is, okay? Larry Bird would be able to play in any era. Now, will Jokic one day finish as a higher-ranked player than Bird? I'd say that's very unlikely, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. But Bird came into the league and his first nine years in the league was first team all NBA. The idea that that guy now 30 years after he retired wouldn't be able to play in the league. It's just, it just shows a total lack of understanding of birds, basketball acumen, IQ passing ability and One could argue, with the emphasis on three-point shooting, that Bird would be a more dominant offensive player. You can already make the argument Bird's one of the five greatest passers of all time. And he came into the league in the 80s, pre-expansion, when the ABA had folded and the NBA was totally stacked. And this is how Bird's first nine years before his back went out, how he finished in MVP voting. Fourth, second, 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 first, 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 third, second. 
That's good. It's unbelievable. So it's unbelievable. So his rookie year, he was fourth in MVP voting. His next six years, he finished second three straight times and then first three straight times. And then the next two years, finished third and second. You don't need to clap for him, but that's very nice of you. He is one of the best rebounding forwards ever, was the best shooter of his generation, and is one of the best. I think only LeBron's been a better passing forward than him. So, of course, he wouldn't be playing in Europe, and of course, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous opinion. All right, next. Uh, the, uh, perf- Produ- producer, mm-hmm. how do you know my script? I know everything about this show. I, I you know, I, I'm running the whole thing. Go ahead. <laughs> producer Daniel appeared on air last week. Then he then was spotted on the subway going the wrong direction by listener Zach Bromfield. Yep. Your relationship with the producer Daniel is is that your script on your computer? I don't have a script. I do uh, everything off the top of my head. I'm just following along on your script. But my relationship <laughs> with producer Daniel is better than ever. And this is an unbelievable story. So if you weren't watching last week's podcast, producer Daniel was in from L.A., came on the show, stopped by, and he and I got to meet in person. I I don't know if I did or didn't apologize for my mean comments about him on the air during the NBA Finals and Western Conference Finals, but I think he and I repaired our relationship. He then was on the subway, and Zach Bromfield, a listener or viewer of the show, I don't think he had seen him because the email Zach sent, I'm, I'm going to read you guys the email Zach sent to us because it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, let me find it real quick. Where is our group chat? There it is. So the email Zach sent reads as following. While I was taking the subway home from work last Thursday, I spotted a Nikola Jokic sweatshirt on my subway car. I wa- Okay, so he did watch. I watched your show earlier that day and saw producer Daniel sporting the same sweater. I figured there could be only one person in New York City with that distinctive sweater. I decided to approach him and say hello. Daniel and I discussed the show as nuggets and a mutual friend we have. As we're pulling up to the next stop, Dan goes, time to ask the embarrassing question. Is this train going uptown or downtown? I let him know the train was going downtown, and I could see the embarrassment come across his face. We took a quick picture, and I directed him to the other side of the platform where the uptown train was. Um, While producer Daniel can proudly boast about his nuggets, you can tease him about taking the subway in the wrong direction. So thank you for that, Zach. I love the fact that producer Daniel is getting recognized uh, on New York City subways. I also love the fact... That Daniel, once taking the sub, once he started taking the subway in the right direction, then missed his stop and ended up 40 minutes out of his way. So all of this was a delightful story, and I hope he had a great trip to New York. All right, last one, Deanna. Okay, I'm gonna answer this one. Okay, go ahead. You you got it, or is your iPad screwing you up? Oh, it's not opening it. All right, just read it off. Read it off my computer. It's the last one about Demonze. I, I know how to. Okay, go ahead. Demonze tweeted that he's gonna make a criminal amount of money. Mm-hmm. Being betting on sites this year. But yeah, on betting sites, betting uh, on sports. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In reality, Demonze will. He, Wh- what's the answer? In your opinion, Demonze will what? I don't think. 
a criminal amount of money, mm -hmm. but I think he will make money and lose money. I think altogether, yeah. I think at the beginning of the year, yeah, he'll win a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But then I think around in the middle, yeah, he's gonna lose a lot. Yeah. But then I think at the end he's gonna win some money. So you think he's gonna end up a net winner ahead? Win more than he loses. Win a little bit more than he loses. That would be a huge win. I you know this this tweet was about as concerning of any tweet as I've ever seen him send. Him just tweeting randomly in the middle of summer. Can we put it back on the screen at 10 o'clock at night? Him just, fa you know, fantasizing about the amount of money he is or isn't going to win. That is not a great sign. Wait, and can I call something out right here? Yeah. Wait, him just I'm not going to say what I think because it's not like I can't say it cuz I'm a kid, I can't say it. Mhm. Mm but I think that night he went to like a party or something. Oh, you think and then he, he had a couple drinks? Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I, I was gonna say like he got drunk and then came home and was like, <laughs> "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tweet this because." <laughs> well, I don't think that's what it was because Demonze's been really grinding at work in L.A., so I don't think he's been partying much. Mm, but I think I think I know my brother. Yeah, I know my brother pretty good. So you think he'd had a few adult beverages and then was fantasizing about sports betting? I've created a monster. We answer your questions live in the chat. Demonte's going to call me. He's not going to be happy with you. We do all that next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. Your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright, episode 162. My youngest, Deanna, uh, filling in for her big sister, Diora, who has been filling in for the last couple months for her big brother, Demonze. Uh, and by the way, for our producers, if we get more questions or comments during the C Block that you guys want to throw in the doc, uh, we've got a little time here so we can maybe answer a few more. Um, Khabib Goat and Eric Caballero, Deanna, they say... Uh, Eric says Deanna's the best co-host you've had, and Khabib says 
She's by far the best co-host. Makes the show far more entertaining. Okay, Demonze and Diora, if you hear this, yeah, this didn't come from me, but I am gonna brag about t- this to Sissy when I get home. Uh, when she gets home, she's okay. gonna say that. Uh, Sebastian Carasquillo, ap- apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name, Sebastian. Uh, says Deanna, what's the worst habit your dad has? Well, there's a lot, but it's probably smoking. Cause I wait, no, don't say anything. Okay. Uh-uh. Because I've told him to stop many times. Wait, I have a story. Okay. Once we were in, I don't know where we were, but it was a vacation. Uh huh. Oh. And <laughs> and uh-huh. I woke up. And me and my dad, I think, were the only people on a certain floor. Mm-hmm. And I caught, and I caught him smoking. Smoking a black eye. And yeah. he said he wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And then he said he pulled me over and said, "Deanna, you better not say this to your sister and sister and your and your mom." Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And still, I still didn't because they don't watch this. Okay. And so. And then my papa was here, mm-hmm. and my dad smoked like four that night. That was different. no, was no, it was no, we were it was wine. We were smoking cigars. No, is how men bond. No, it's not. Not sure. Sure, with how men bond, but not with their dad. Well, he's okay. All right, listen. It's a lifelong struggle. I I don't I don't smoke nearly as much as I used to. Mm. It's on the rare occasion, but that's fair. Mm. Um. Mark Pasquale asks me, aside from Dane Miami, what other move could make a team become an instant contender? Well, obviously Dame to Philly. I mean, there's a lot of would, and they're already a contender, but that would up that. As far as teams right now that are not contenders that could become one, I am I'm not a fan of this player. But I'm interested if Carl Anthony Towns gets moved. I don't listen. I don't believe in Carl Anthony Towns. Sorry, but the maybe it's a Minnesota problem and not a Towns problem. He's been there a long time. I think Dame is likely the only real needle mover that would be on that is likely to be on the move this summer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Joe asks Deanna, do you think it's cool your dad's on TV? It's cool, but go some- closer to the microphone, baby. It's cool, but sometimes very annoying. Why? What's annoying? The cool part is that, like, when we're playing Never Have I Ever, like once in Roblox, we were playing Never Have I Ever, mm-hmm. and then the question was, "Have you ever met a famous person?" Mm-hmm. And my friend was, and I said, "Yeah." And my friend was like, "Who'd you meet?" And I said, "My dad." Okay. And then, but the but the part that I really don't like is that. Every time I'm trying to hang out with him, he, I don't think, if he's walking in New York, I don't think there's a day where he would go without somebody saying to him, hey, what's up, it's Nick Wright. But that, but that doesn't, it's, that bothers you? Yes, because you take a full selfie with them, and it's like, it's annoying, because I just try to say hi, and they completely ignore me. Well, that part is rude. But I also and, think people wait, are wait. trying... Oh, and ahead. also... Sorry. Also, mm-hmm. s- Mommy said the other day... Mm-hmm. When, 
Oh, when you and her, Sissy were at the dinner yesterday. Yeah. That if somebody says, oh, is that Nick Wright? Mm -hmm. Sissy should say, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm going to do next time somebody says that. I'm going to, yes. You want to say I, that it's someone else? Yeah, I'm going to say that's a lookalike. Okay. Um, Padrino Q asks me, any advice raising kids who are uniquely different in different stages of their lives? How do you manage your ambition make time to be present for their ambitions? All right, these are two very different questions. The first one is uh, raising kids who are in different stages of their lives. I, Man, that's really hard. And it is like... I don't listen. Parenting is difficult. No, I can't imagine how difficult it is to have if you have three kids that are in similar ages, because then you're dealing with toddlers at the same time. We have friends, good friends of the family that own the ice cream shop Can next I? door. No, I don't they want to say their names. Oh, okay. Um, but they and they have one, three amazing children. But their age is what? Five, five, five seven. And ten. Five, seven, and ten. So you And that's really hard because I've been to their house and there's a lot going it's on. It's just hard it's just hard having three young children at the same time and then eventually they're gonna have three teenagers at the same time. All of that. And, uh, and but the pro well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna you're fine, baby. No, I, I wasn't talking about them anymore. Yeah, go ahead. But the problem with having spaced out is that's more years of parenting. Well, I there is that. But it's also like your kids just have different needs and you want to... Help all of them. Yeah, and so that... Listen, there is no right... I don't... I, I try not to be in the habit of judging anyone's parenting. We're all, or almost all of us, I should say, are just doing our best. There is no handbook for almost. it. Almost. Um, well, I mean, there's some parents that just are just don't care. You know <laughs> what I mean? But the vast majority of us are just doing our best and trying not to screw our kids up. Uh, but it's hard. Uh, how do you manage your ambition and make time to be present for their ambitions? I struggle with that. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Brock. You do, and I. It's hard sometimes. That's not just with you though. It's with mommy. It's it's literally with everybody older than me in this house. What that? We like when I say I want to do something with them, I don't want to do that. Like they get the say on everything, and I get nothing. <laughs> I don't know. You get nothing, but you are the. Youngest, I get like one per se. So yeah. you have the smallest voting share, but it is. Listen, it, that part's hard, and it's like you're weighing it. Like I want to provide the best life. I've talked about this on the show before, so I don't have to go at length at it. You want to provide the best life and opportunities and safety and security for your family, but also I, you know, it's not like I. I do my job purely for my family. I do it because I love it and it's my dream, but you also want to balance it with theirs. So that part is, you know, it's very difficult. And there are certain trade-offs. Like Deanna was Charlotte in Charlotte's Web. And she couldn't watch it. Yeah, it was only, there was only, when she was, she was also Annie in Annie. He had to watch that. Well, that one I wouldn't have missed for anything. That was like the big school play. If you didn't watch that, I wouldn't do it. And you got cast for the lead. Charlotte and Charlotte's Web was your act, your drama class. And they had one performance and it was four o'clock on a weekday. And I just, I, you know, I guess. You I, still haven't watched that. The I have. On the the on mommy's phone, I haven't seen the I. They mommy didn't record the whole thing. Right. Well, the school. Well, just, let's set that aside. The school has <laughs> emailed out the full link. I think they forgot to. Um, but you know that was a choice I made. It was during the NBA finals. Am I going to miss a whole show or am I going to miss the thing? 
And I made that, you know, I think I made the right choice, but it's a hard choice. So that stuff's hard. It's just flatly hard. Um, uh, this is a much easier question. Nick, what's better, bone-in wings or bone-out wings? It's obviously bone-in wings. Um, like with wings with bones on them? Yeah, it's either like chicken wings or like what I would consider chicken nuggets or chicken tenders or well, they're boneless not. wings. Well, I like the bone, the wings with bones on them. Is there any more questions for me? Oh, sorry. Um, Deanna, do you want to follow in your dad's footsteps or do no. you want to do something else? I uh, said no. What do you want to do? I, I mean, I know, but tell the audience and use your don't don't go to your baby voice. Use your adult voice. Go ahead. No. It's so, a strong no. You don't want to do sports stuff. What do you want to do? No. I want to be an actress. Right, like your sister. You Not have... because of my sister, though. I understand. Maybe. Stop! Uh, <laughs> stop spitting on my dreams. I'm not spitting on your dreams. I support them. I think you're wildly talented. I do think you were inspired as a very, very, very I didn't even girl. know Sissy wanted to be an actor. You think it just came naturally to you? I think you might be right. You're a very talented performer. You're a very, very... You and Diora are both very talented performers. Uh, and I think... I mean... Listen, you... You, you were the youngest person or the second youngest person that was auditioning for any role in Annie, and you got Annie, and then they cast you as Charlotte's Web, as Charlotte and Charlotte's Web without an audition. Can I say something about Annie? Sure. Is it going to, are you going to regret saying it? No. Okay, go ahead. I, I also, at the beginning of the, at the point where Annie was going on, mm -hmm. it was, it was also my first year at the at the school. Mm -hmm. Mr. B, you're probably watching this right now. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with you hearing this. Okay. It was a very hard time for me at that point. Yeah. Cuz not that many people like liked me. Well, you were new. You were new. Can I? Yes, go ahead. Sorry. And then when I got it, it like Lily, I was sobbing. I know. I was so happy. And then I came to school that day so happy. I I, so I came into my playgroup, everybody started clapping. And I just... What was the Mr. B part of it? I just, I admit it was about my school. And oh. He, he, oh, you were saying Mr. B's probably watching, even though he's a Raiders fan. He's probably watching. Deanna, you did wonderfully. I'm very proud of you. You will do it again this summer. <laughs> this was episode 162. We will be back on. Wait, there's no more questions? No, we're done. The, the last one is, well, there's one more comment. Uh, Lloyd Ro Robotham, Robotham says, Deanna is built different. She might be the coolest kid her age. So there you go. That's a nice one to end on. All right, we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. What's right? <laughs>